Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Pastor Tony Jones, and I am the pastor of Impact Fellowship. Hey, we have an awesome message for you here uh, today. Um, we have a message coming from 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter, and we call it, Fear Not, God's Got This. Hey, I hope you enjoy. Hey, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome, welcome to another Sunday morning here at Impact Fellowship. I am Pastor Tony Jones, and I am the pastor of Impact Fellowship. It is a good day here in the Lord, and here represents anywhere that you are. You know, before we get to get started, I just want to remind everyone within the sounds of my voice, that's right, come on in, come on in, good morning, good morning, that this is the day that God has made, and we are going to rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, we thank God. Uh, today and hallelujah you are worthy to be praised that's right God is worthy to be praised on this day listen before we get started I want everyone to just uh, join that's right I see you still coming in good morning good morning I see Dr. Turner there good morning hey hi everyone um, before we get started I just want to send out this message and I got news this morning that someone that is very close to my family Ellis Moore. Ellis Moore is the father of, of my cousins. Um, and we've got we got word this morning that that um, Mr. Ellis is has been sent home um, on hospice. Um, glory to God. Um, so we're sending out um, our our thoughtfulness, our, our prayers to the family um, of Mr. Ellis. Uh, again, those who mourn. Come on. In fact, let's just enter into just a, a quick prayer uh, for this family. Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Father, for comforting this family, Lord God. Father, if it's in your will, then raise up Mr. Ellis, Lord God. But Father, we know, Lord God, that, that each and every one of us have a time on this earth, Lord God. And Father, I thank you, Lord God, Father, for strengthening the hearts of those who remain, Lord God. Father, we thank you right now for being that comforter, Father, for this family, Lord God. We believe you. In Jesus' name we pray. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, um, I've been been dealing with, with some things here. Um, I think God's been dealing with me with some things concerning this COVID uh, of peace. Here. So I, I want to jump right back into something here. Turn with me into the book of 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter. 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter. Yeah, that's right. I see everyone is still coming in. Yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome. It is good to see everybody. Yes, hallelujah. In fact, uh, why don't you who are listening, who are watching us here on Facebook Live and on Instagram Live, um, is there something else? Just do a wave. Say say good morning to somebody so that we know that, that you're here. That's right. That's right. Encourage somebody. There you go. There you go. All right. Good to see you. Good to see you. That's right. Say hello one to another. Some names you, you recognize from just being here every week. It is good that we um, give a greeting to each other. You know, it's, it's nice to talk to the pastor. Yes, yes. Nice to talk to the pastor, but it's even better to talk to each other. That's right. Say good morning. There it is. There it is. Look at you. All righty. All right. Come on. First Samuel, the 17th chapter. 
And I'm going to begin around verse number two. And it reads, And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together, and they encamped in the valley of Elah, and drew up in battle array against the Philistines. Now, let me just pause here for a second. Here we have the uh, backdrop of the, um, the children of Israel uh, is in, uh, about to go into battle with the Philistines. And because of that, um, they're setting themselves in motion. Okay, we're going to go back to the uh, scripture here. I'm going back to verse number three. The Philistines stood on a mountain on one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side, with a valley between them. And the champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. Now that is approximately nine feet, nine inches tall. He had a bronze helmet on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. Let me see. Yeah. I, I want to jump. I want to jump down. Let's, in fact, let's just jump down. Let's jump down to verse number eight. Then he stood. Now we're talking about um, Goliath. Then, then he stood and cried out to the armies of Israel and said to them, why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and you the servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all of Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to jump down to verse 14. Come on, jump down with me to verse 14. Now David was the youngest, and the, and the three oldest followed Saul. But David occasionally went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. And the Philistine drew near and presented himself 40 days, morning and evening. Then Jesse said to his son David, take now for, you, for your brothers an ethic of dry grain and these 10 loaves and run to your brothers at the camp and carry these 10 cheeses to the captain of their thousand and see how your brothers fare and bring back the news of them. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to jump again. Let's jump down to verse 22. And David left his supplies in the hand of the supply keeper, ran to the army, and came and greeted his brothers. Then he talked with them. Then he talked with them. There was the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, coming up from the armies of the Philistines. And he spoke according to the same words, so David heard them. In other words, he repeated himself, and this time David heard what was going on. And all of the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him, and they were dreadfully afraid. 
So the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel. And it shall be that the man who kills him, the king, will enrich with great riches, will give him his daughter, and give his father's house exemption from taxes in Israel. Then David spoke to the men who stood by him, saying, What shall be done for the man who kills the Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him in this manner, saying, So shall it be done for the man who kills him. Now watch this in verse 28. Now, now Eliab, the oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men. And Eliab's anger was aroused against David. And he said, Why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and insolence of your heart, for you have come down to see the battle. And David said, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? Then he turned from him toward another and said the same thing. And these people answered, answered him as the first ones did. Hallelujah. Now, I just want to just um, jump forward just a little bit more. I know this is more um, reading, but this story is very rich. And I want to make sure everyone captures everything. So let's jump down again to verse uh, 45. No, I'll tell you what, let's go up to 43. Verse 43. So, so the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give you your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from, from your, and take your head from you. And this day, I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Glory to God. I know that was a lot. Hallelujah. But I just want to give this message a title. Fear not. God's got this. Come on, I'm going to say it again. Fear not. God's got this. Hallelujah. You know, it's, it's very important here, um, and I promise not to take too much time, but there is something that happens when we become afraid of something. Uh, and you know what? And I'll, I'll just take right from the uh, story. In the story, we see that Goliath um, was a very large man. He was a very tall man. Um, he was big. And at this time, he was considered to be a giant. Hallelujah. A giant that stood approximately nine feet nine inches tall. Glory to God. And at an early age, watch this, we learn to fear those things that are bigger than we are. In school, children 
uh, often tease and pick on the smaller ones. As a result, we condition our minds to fear that which is bigger. So we call that a giant. Glory to God. So in other words, we see that things that happen in our lives that are much larger, um, we begin to fear it. Why? Because we think we'll be will be overtaken or overcome by this thing, this giant. As we get older, watch this, we use techniques of avoidance to get around the giants of our lives. The problem with avoidance is that it leaves holes in our lives that impacts not only us individually, but our children or our legacy or the things that we leave behind us. Um, these things of avoidance, avoidance only only serves one purpose. It leaves the thing that you are afraid of right there and you go around it. But what you do is you, you shape your life or you build your life over that fear. Yes, I avoided it, but my avoidance only caused me to become more fearful of it. That's why I'm avoiding it. In order for something to be a giant in our lives, we must first fear it. Glory to God. Giants will show themselves in many forms. It will show up in the, the forms of attitudes. It will show up in the form of, of the physical. Uh, it will show up in, in the form of our emotions. Uh, uh, depression can be a, a, a giant. Being underweight can be a giant. Glory to God. Uh, I was reading uh, some information recently and it talked about the, the number of people who were suffering with eating problems, either um, through binging, which we would eat a lot and then purge yourself um, by, by throwing up the, that, that food that you ate, or just avoiding the food because I have this view of myself of being larger than what I am. Glory to God. So that's a giant. Glory. So you have the emotional side. Depression can be a giant. Glory to God. Uh, you have uh, 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 affirmities, cancers, uh, diseases. Uh, watch this. Uh, family. Ooh. What do, you, what do you mean by family? Let's talk about um, a, a giant of, of, of just being poor. Glory to God. That can be a giant. Listen. This is who we are. We as a family, this is, this is, we've only had this. This is all we're going to have. That's a giant. Glory to God. It says that I can't gain or I can't prosper more than where I'm at. Glory to God. It's a giant. Education or the lack thereof in education. Listen, no member in my family has ever uh, graduated from high school. Or how about this? All of my family members have graduated from, from college. And so you can't be a part of this family unless you, that's a giant, you know, because it's, it's trying to, 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 to create an atmosphere of less than. Glory to God. Come on, let's, let's move on. All giants are based out of fear or an unnatural uh, uh, view of yourself. Glory to God. See, here, sometimes our fear of something becomes so big that we actively try to convince others that this giant is worthy to be afraid of. Watch this. Sometimes we become so afraid of things that I have to convince everyone that this thing is worthy to be afraid of. So I need you to all to come into agreement with me that this is a giant. 
And if you agree with me that this is a giant, then you too, hallelujah, will come to the understanding that, that, that this thing is worthy to be uh, afraid of. But I want to give you a, a verse of scripture here that kind of uh, it that kind of gets right to it. I think you can find that somewhere. Let me see. Uh, 2 Timothy, the first chapter around verses 6 and 7, I believe. Um, I'll check that for me. And the scripture says this. God did not give us a spirit of fear. But what did he give us? Uh, he gave us love, power, and a sound mind. So in other words, if God didn't give you fear, hallelujah, then it's not for you. God has already given you exactly what you need. So if God didn't give you fear, hallelujah, then where did fear come from? Fear came from the enemy. Fear came from the devil. Well, some people say, well, you know, I don't know, pastor. Sometimes that fear is just a sixth sense, you know, to let you know that there is danger. Understand this, beloved, that we're talking about something that is crippling um, us as a people. God did not, did, did not mean for us to, to stay in a place of fear, but he wanted us to stay in a place of faith. Glory to God. Why? Because in, 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 in and of ourselves, yes, we may not be able to, to defeat a giant, a nine-foot, a nine nine-inch person. But guess who can? God can do these things through you. Hallelujah. But let's talk about fear and, and what it does. The spirit of fear uh, does uh, a few things. One, it prevents. Fear prevents you from going forward. Have you ever heard the line that he was crippled with fear? Hallelujah. Fear is, is crippling in that it, it causes you not to move when you're supposed to move. It causes you not to prosper when you're supposed to be prosperous. It causes you not to go forward when you were meant to go forward. Fear is meant to rob from you exactly what the things that God has set up for you. Another thing that fear does is fear convinces. Fear convinces you that you're not worthy. Fear convinces you that you're not enough. Fear convinces you that, that it's going to take a lot more than what you've got in order to, to get to this place. So fear convinces. Hallelujah. Fear also steals. Fear steals from you exactly what God has set up for you. God has set us all up and to, to be prosperous. He wants you to prosper because when you prosper, you represent him in his kingdom. God did not mean for you to, to, to sit in a place of, 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 of without. There it is. Because when you prosper, he prospers. Glory to God. Because we are the, the living epistles of him. Glory to God. One other thing that fear does, fear destroys. It destroys relationships. Hallelujah. It, it destroys people. Hallelujah. It destroys things of value to you. Fear does all of these things because these things become giants in our lives. Hallelujah. Uh, let's go back to the uh, scriptures here. I want to set this story up. Um, so here we have um, uh, two armies. We have the, the army of Israel that represents the Lord. Hallelujah. Then you have the Philistines. Now you have enemies here. The Bible says that, that these two enemies could see each other. One was perched on 
one mountain, the other was perched on the other mountain so they could see one another. And what was in the middle uh, between them was the valley. So in other words, they would have to come down into the valley to meet. Glory to God. The scripture says that there was one that came forth. Hallelujah. This was a giant by the name of Goliath. And Goliath went out in front of the in front of the Philistines army. Now watch this. That's how oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This 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 wickedness, hallelujah. This devil came out in front of his army. Um he knew that's thank you. He this was a bold spirit. Yes. He knew in and of himself that he was a bad mamma jamma, glory to God. And he wanted everyone else to know. And he recognized something instantly is that he had already put fear in the hearts of the, of the people of Israel. Glory to God. This, this man, as the scripture says, came out and said, listen, uh, Israel, you send someone down to fight me. And I tell you what. We don't have to do this whole war thing. Um, I'll represent the Philistines. You send one down to represent Israel. And if he wins, hallelujah, we will serve you. But if I win, you will serve us. Glory to God. The scriptures say that, that when these men saw him, hallelujah, and heard his words, See, they became instantly afraid. Let me tell you something about this devil. This devil, one, is bold. Glory to God. This devil, one, is sure of his wrongness. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Have you ever met someone who was just that bold and so wrong at the same time? Same spirit. Hallelujah. So here you have this thing that is set up. I mean, he's already got the, the, the fear um, set in the hearts of the men that now they have to send someone. Glory to God. The Bible lets us know that, that these men were afraid. Hallelujah. But there was one who was sent by his father just to check on his other sons. Now, and his name was David. Let me tell you a little bit about David and his kinfolk. Glory to God. David was the youngest of eight children. His three older brothers were, were sent to participate in, in this war or be a part of the, the army of Israel. Glory to God. Um, in my research, I found that by, by the time men reached the age of 20, they had to align themselves in the army. Glory to God. So here we have the oldest sons uh, or, or David's older brothers. Three older brothers were there with Saul as part of the army. Now, the Bible lets us know that David was sent by his father to uh, uh, take some food um, to the armies, the, to, to the Israel army. Why is that important? What was important was the heart of David. David wanted to see what was happening. Glory to God. David, see, David was one thing, and that was this. He didn't lack confidence, but it wasn't a confidence in and of himself. It was a confidence in God. Glory to God. David had some things that went on in his life that he needed God. And every time that David needed God, God showed up. Yes. Glory to God. So here we have David going forth to, to, to see what was going on for his father. The Bible said that David left the sheep that he was tending uh, 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 to uh, uh, one of the uh, other servants. Glory to God. 
and he ran and did the task that his father wanted him to do. Glory to God. When David got there, hallelujah, he heard this giant. He heard this, this devil, hallelujah, talking about how big he was and what he was going to do to God's army. Hallelujah. The Bible said that David, hallelujah, when he heard what was going on, he stopped and said these words, and who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he could defy the armies of, of God? Why is that important? David recognized what that thing was, glory to God. He didn't care about the size of it. He just knew that it was uh, uh, defying God. And if you were defying God, you were already an enemy of, of David. Well, see, I like this. David asked this question of everybody else. He's like, say, oh, what would the person that he's asking for? Now, what are they going to get if, if they go down there and meet him? And the Bible says that everybody in the army said, well, if, if, if he goes down there, well, then, then the king is going to give him riches and the king is going to give him his daughter. Glory to God. And the king will. And his, this is the part that is the most important, that the king will allow his family. Glory to God. Not to pay taxes. Glory to God. So here we have um, David like, oh, really? Now, I want, I want to set this up. David already has a relationship with God. David has a confidence in God, so much so that he, he wants to know what's going to be the price because I see that all of y'all are kind of afraid. So I'm going to go ahead and, and take care of business here. The Bible lets us know that David was only 14 years old. Somebody said he's just a baby. Glory to God. David was only 14 years old, but David had already experienced something with God. Glory to God. The Bible lets us know that when Saul, the king, heard about this young man named David who wanted to, to, to take on Goliath, that Saul began to equip David with all of his battle uh, uh, array or his battle garments. Glory to God. The Bible said that Saul begins to dress David in his battle gear. Glory to God. But David is like, look, look, I, I, I don't know none of this stuff. I don't, I don't have any kind of relationship with any of this stuff. All I know is what God has equipped me with. Glory to God. The Bible lets us know that David said, thanks, but no thanks, king. Glory to God. I'm going to go on with what I know. Hallelujah. So David went down and met Goliath. Glory to God. The, the Bible says that Goliath came down and was offended instantly that, that Israel has sent this this child, this small child to, to battle him. And so he began to tell the child uh, what he was going to do to him. The Bible lets us know that David returned the favor. Glory to God. He said, listen here, uh, Goliath, not only am I going to kill you, but I'm going to take your sword, hallelujah, and cut off your head with it. Hallelujah. Why is that important? Because David knew that not only am I going to whoop you, but I'm going to use your weapons to finish you off. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Why I'm again kind of excited about because so many of you right now are dealing with these giants in your lives. And God is trying to let you know that, listen, baby, I am here with you. You don't have to avoid this thing any longer. Glory to God. I am with you. And not only am I here with you, but listen, 
This thing is already won by you. All you have to do is stand up, hallelujah, like David did and just declare who I am. Glory to God. God is the one who's going to, going to deliver you, hallelujah, out of this situation. God is the only one that's going to help you out in this situation. And when I say help you out, I'm not just talking about giving you a few bucks. I'm talking about God is going to lift you up yes. over this thing. God is going to carry you out from under this problem. God is going to move you to that place where you need to be. The scripture says that, that the, the battle had begun. And David, with, with one slingshot and one smooth stone, uh, uh, a pull a pulled back and hit Goliath square in the center of the forehead, mm -hmm. killing him instantly. Glory to God. And why is that important? What's important is that with only a slingshot, this young man was able to kill this giant. Uh, and with only a slingshot, a tool that, that is not used in, in, in the, uh, the war repertoire, uh, hallelujah, of weapons was used to show you this, that when God's got you, everything that you have is blessed. Glory to God. So you don't have to do this thing of avoidance any longer. You just have to stand and acknowledge who God is. And when you stand and acknowledge who he is, that situation becomes much smaller than what it is. That's why David can say, wait a minute, how are y'all afraid of this thing when you are representing the king of kings? How are y'all afraid of this thing when you are representing the Lord of Lords? Everything that you have is way bigger than what they got. So what I'm going to do right now is that I'm going to take this, this, this blessing that, that the king is going to give. This is going to be easy work. Why is it going to be easy work? Because David said, I had an experience once with a lion and God delivered me. I had an experience once with a bear and God delivered me. Every time he, he, David was reminded about what he did, hallelujah, he became even more strengthened by the situation. He said, and so if God can deliver me from these animals, then this thing, yes. this so-called giant can't even compare to what I've already been through. So, so beloved, I want to ask you this question. What has God done for you in the past? Glory to God. I bet you there were some bears in your life that God delivered you from. I bet you there were some financial lions in your life that God delivered you from. I bet you there were some huge uh, bear-like sicknesses that God delivered you from. And because he delivered you, something had to happen first. You had to first acknowledge who he was, hallelujah, in the situation. God is bigger than this problem. Goliath was not a, 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 a warrior that could defeat God. Amen. Goliath might have defeated some other things, but Goliath could not beat God. Fear. Paralyzed with fear. Overcome by fear. Stricken with fear. We have dressed this word up in so many different nice ways to, to make it excusable to stay where we are. I don't know, you know, I, I don't know. We might just go, go ahead on around the other, other side. Fear. God is bigger than that. He's bigger than that. So, Pastor, what are we talking about here? 
many of you are in different places right now who are, who's viewing or listening to uh, uh, of, of this message. Maybe where you are, you've seen an, an uptick in coronaviruses. I'm, I'm going to share something with you. Sometimes when we are afraid of things, we try to we try to become friends with it. Glory to God. I've seen so many different uh, nicknames for the coronavirus. I've seen things like Rona. We we, we gave it a nickname. You know, this thing is not your friend. This thing is not your companion. Glory to God. And just because it's not affecting you, it doesn't mean that this thing is not around you. Glory to God. God is bigger than coronavirus. And he's waiting for someone that has an attitude like David to say, listen, I have been through some things already. Glory to God. I've been through sickle cell. Glory to God. I've been through cancer. Glory to God. I've been through a, 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 a loss. Glory to God. I've been through financial hardship. Glory to God. Wherever you are right now, it took you acknowledging where you were and what God did for you. This thing is no different. One last scripture, and then, then we'll wrap things up. In Revelations, it lets us know, and they overcame the enemy by the, by the um, blood of the lamb and the words of their testimony. Glory to God. So when you... When you think about those things that was written there, it's, it's trying to, to remind you of something. Your testimony will bless you. Sometimes we need to just talk to ourselves. Like, listen, we were here in this situation five years ago, and God delivered. We were here in this situation five years ago, and God delivered. We were here in this situation just yesterday. And God showed up. That's how David was able to encourage himself. That's why David could look at this nine foot nine inch giant and be like, who, him? He can't do what God has already done. Listen, I'm going to end there. Um, I just want to remind all of you that everything that presents itself in front of you is not bigger than you. God has already prepared, prepared the situation for you. He's just waiting for you to acknowledge him in the moment. And when you acknowledge him, that thing will diminish and allow you to walk through it. You don't have to start, you don't have to cross the street anymore. You don't have to start avoiding things anymore, but acknowledge who God is, what God has done. And hit this thing straight on in the name of the Lord. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you right now, Father. Many of us who are listening, Father, have been through some things. Many of us are looking at some things right now. And Father, we acknowledge that we are afraid of it. But Father, we remember when you did. We remember when you did this. We remember when you did that, Father. And so, Father, we thank you right now. And, Father, we lift you up above this problem. Lord God, we thank you, Father, that this thing is not over. But, Lord God, we thank you in advance for what you are doing. Father, we bind the works of the enemy. That's right. The one that will want to put that spirit of 
fear in us. But Father, we know what your word says, that you did not give us that spirit of fear, but you gave us love, power, and a sound mind. So Father, we thank you in advance, and we take our families back. Father, we take back our finances, Lord God. Father, we take back our health, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Father. And Father, those of us who already are there, hallelujah. Father, we now give it to somebody else, Lord God. Father, I thank you in advance for what you're doing for these, your people. And Father, we bless you right now. And we thank you in advance for what you're already doing. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on. Listen, folks. There's something about that spirit, that spirit of fear. And I'm going to speak specifically now um, for your, your children. Uh, there's a, a thing now, and this is a spirit as well. Um, we call it bullying. Hallelujah. And there's a thing where this, this bullying spirit, if you leave it unchecked, will, will cause your, your loved ones to become overtaken and overwhelmed by it. So, okay, Pastor, what, what should we do? Well, yes, in the spirit, first of all, we get we get into the spiritual realm and we begin to pray against that thing. Now, okay, now what do we do in the natural? Okay, in the natural, after we have prayed. Notice how I said after we have prayed. If you have a child who's currently in the school, we make the school aware of the situation. This is what's happening. And then you ask for a, a conference with this, the bullying person's parents. Glory to God. Well, what happens if it's an older situation? Well, if they're not in school, now you're getting into the realms of harassment. Glory to God. And when you have harassment like that, now you get the police involved. Oh, oh see, now, see, now we don't tell. You know, that's right. Snitches get stitches. Well, that's a lie. Why would you let this devil Hallelujah. Why would you let this devil Keep compromising you. Keep binding you when there are already things there that you can do. That's right. Well, you know, well, well, Pastor, well, we don't trust the police like that. Let me tell you something. It's a lie from hell that you think that all police are trying to harm you. I spent 20 years, 19 years and seven months as a police officer. Saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled. And there's a lot more of me uh, out there than there are those devils. Yes, there are people out there that work in law enforcement that is not representing uh, the right things, but it's not all of them. The enemy wants to separate the people. And already it has the one thinking that the police are this. Yes, we have a broken system. That needs to be corrected. Yes, there needs to be reform. Until reform comes, we still have to work with what we got. So if this thing, if this spirit is harassing you, then we need to get it on paper. Glory to God. Okay, I'm going to stop there. I'm going to stop there. Hallelujah. God is trying to get something to you, saints. And it's not until we who know the words of prayer begin to bind these things and speak life into it. Hallelujah. 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 I said a few weeks ago that, yes, 
It's going to take people marching. Yep. It's going to take people doing some other things as well. And as those things are working together, um, when we will begin to see change. Again, there are way more uh, police officers that's doing good than the ones who are doing bad. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Come on, it's offering time. It's offering time. We invite um, you to join us in giving of your tithe and your offering. Um, you can uh, send your, your offering to uh, dollar sign Impact Fellowship. That's our cash app um, so that you can participate in this time of giving. Um, also, we want to invite you to follow us on YouTube at Impact Fellowship. Um, and you can listen to our podcast um, when you're walking, when you're out uh, uh, jogging or exercising, and you can reach us at anchor.fm backslash Impact Fellowship. We have all these different mediums out there to reach you no matter where you are. And so we want to make sure that you get every opportunity there is to connect with the people of God. Hey, I hope this day, this message has been a blessing to you. And if so, please get in contact with us. Um, let us know how this is impacting your life. And if you're being blessed by this ministry, invite someone back with you. God has not changed. Yes, we, we, are not, we have not been able to uh, convene at the, the church house or the uh, typical uh, of church uh, building, but we're still yet um, talking to the people and preaching the word of God to the people. Listen, beloved, God is still trying to get some things to us. And if he wants to use this as a medium, then I'm all for it. Um, until we can get back safely, um, we're going to use this as a way to reach God's people. Amen? All right. Listen, God bless you. I hope you enjoy the day. And remember, God's got this no matter what. God bless you. Wow. I hope you enjoyed that. You know, there's a lot of things that we deal with in life, but most of the things that if we would just acknowledge God in it, we will recognize that he is yet in control. Listen, if you like this, um, please follow us on YouTube and listen to our podcast while you're walking, while you're driving, no matter what you where, no matter where you are, you can reach us on anchor.fm backslash impact fellowship. God bless you.